bonus show. Bonus show. Oh, yeah. You I'm digging just, it. Is that? I'm digging it. I'm digging it, too. It's like a little bit extra on Saturday. Y'all hearing this? You need to spread this one. A little bit unexpected today. Why, why wouldn't we do a show? We're here. <laughs> We're Let's here. Let's do it. Smoke Let's... them if you got them. <laughs> Smoke if you got them. That's it. I feel really bad that the uh, Resistance Chicks Rumble people are not hearing the music right now. Oh, yeah. It just adds a whole other level. It does. They're just hearing us talk. Yeah, well, it's cool music. <laughs> We're enjoying it. What's going on, folks? Do you find shows to be like mentally healing and cleansing when you do them? 100%. That's just so awesome. You step in, you, no matter what you have, by the time you step behind the mic, it's like it all goes away. It is. That's really true. So I want to get the Resistance Chicks here as excited that we're going to have better audio and we're going to sound super cool. Oh, we're going to talk about it today. Okay. It's going to be awesome. This is a... This is a out of the box show today. I don't yeah, know where Leah, Leah wants to start our shows like this with music. Like, I kid you not, just talked about it. Like, where we just have music and we talk for a little bit on an intro. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Hey, Patriots, this is an extra show today. If you didn't hear all that chat behind the music, it was going. <laughs> Unexpected. We just decided to throw one up. So you want to spread and share some people, have them come in. That's awesome. I know I told you no shows on Saturday, but I'm sitting here with the resistance chicks. Why shouldn't I do a show? And I like how that's plural, because just because Leah's not here doesn't mean Leah's not here. Yes. <laughs> well said. Resistance chicks. Well said. Man, we had a good one last night. Oh, yeah. my gosh, right? That was awesome. We already had feedback. Nikki sent a, sent a, we're in a group with uh, Nikki and, well, Tiffany hasn't joined. Tiffany, you need to join our Marco Polo. And Hannah and Leah and myself, and Nikki was up at like 3 a.m. sending Marco Polos and talking about it. And it Oh, she's really got cool. a new addiction. She does, yeah. It's, it, but it's not an addiction. Hey, I want to talk about this new website that you're going to launch, yeah. right? This community stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was telling this to Hannah because Hannah is very isolated where she lives. Mm -hmm. And so it's, and I know this from experience, it's very difficult when you're not called to join a, a brick and mortar church body. Mm -hmm. And you don't have a home ecclesia and, and Bard's Nation is your church. Right. Right. And and we find this with resistance chicks as well, that where do you find like minded people that you can communicate with on a daily basis that don't live near you or whatever? Okay. Like, how do you how do you find these people? OK, so here's what I was thinking with the with the Bards Nation. Nailed I want to add I want to add a room and you could do this in Telegram, but I think you should wait until the website launches. OK. OK. Think Internet dating minus the dating like I want a friend. Like a group where people, and I, I just call it like Bard's Friends. Yeah. So you, if you are seeking a, and I think that this should, the spirit of the law gives life, the letter kills, but in under the spirit of the law, maybe gender on gender is, is a good idea. Okay. Women seeking female companionship, right. men seeking male companionship. Uh, like I said, not a letter of the law thing, but a spirit of the law where you can go into this room and you can be like, you know, I, I am looking for, because I have... Sorry, guys, the dogs are barking. I have a very solid group that is kind of growing thicker by the moment where I like each one in my group, I would be fine if they were my only friend. That's how much I love them. Mm -hmm. But because I have so many now that, where I didn't for the longest time, it's hard. And I, I'm not able to. I think Leah's probably coming in the door. That's why they're barking. I'm not able to give each person the time that I desire to give to them and receive from them. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't have anyone. That's very true. And if, so um, throughout the day, I'm either messaging you or John and Stacy or, you know, so on and so forth. And I have a lot of really good, solid people that I can share the things of the Lord with 
in my life. I can get prayer, all of that. And we need that. And I, and I just feel like the telegram rooms are great and, and don't stop using those, but maybe just a place where if you are seeking what, what we already have, what Leah and Scott and I have, what Jason and uh, Cassie and Leah and I have, you know, and so on and so forth. If you're seeking that level of, um, friendship, but not just friendship. What was coming to me is teams. It's good. Can, what Leah? Okay. It was just Leah. Um, it, it, because we're going, you're going in, in to other, need, in other words, we don't have the Texas man, chainsaw massacre. man. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're going to need teams moving forward. And I think that this was a, was something from the Lord that God prompted Hannah to voice mm-hmm. that then I picked up. Hey Leah, can you shut that door that I then picked up on? And I'm like, you know what? I really think that God wants to start pairing up people because you're stronger together. The devil likes to isolate. So that's no. kind of what that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, and- oh, you have oh that word. Okay, I'm going to completely confirm it. Okay, let's go. And I'm going to confirm it I, just with first of all, just know that what I just said is confirmed because it's that topic I can't talk about on the air, but it's something we were dealing with yesterday. Yeah. Okay, so that's confirmed. Good. The, the single walker is is the problem we have right now, and in, 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 in is when you're walking alone right now, mm-hmm. you it is vulnerable, and it's so apropos, and it's right. interesting because I'm, I want to read a testimony. Great. And I think it, it's exactly to what you're saying, which is, <clears throat> so we definitely need to set this up. This says, dear family, I have a request for prayer, which God put on my heart that I could ask for because I'm struggling. Bards Fest was wonderful to watch, and I am re-watching it all, but I am struggling so very hard not to feel envious of you all who were able to come together in fellowship. See, that's so, so this is, this is the Lord. This it is. is. Okay, keep going. Yeah, isn't this amazing? Yeah. And Nikki just sent this to me yesterday. From okay. one of the viewers. From one of the viewers, yeah. And But by the way, if, if you all don't, in uh, Resistance Nation, hello, um, the... Um, which, you know, it, it just it, just so I say it, it's really interesting. I realize, and I, I apologize, I'm putting right up here in front because we've been doing this all week. Yeah. And I've been so focused on this right here before us. I haven't really even said, hey, <laughs> out, there, get it. out there to video land and how are you? And, um, and anyway, it's just, it's, I'm not, you all know, I don't do video right. as a normal thing. So sure. I, I'm trained to look and, and watch and track differently, but it's not because I'm not paying attention or care. Right. So that's all. So I would say that. But anyway, let's, let's read this because I think it's pretty powerful. Bar's Fest was wonderful to watch and I am rewatching it, but I'm struggling um, very hard to not feel envious of you all who are able to come together in fellowship. It's so very hard not to feel isolated Mm -hmm. knowing that I am unable to be with any of you or talk about my embarrassing lapse into almost self-pity. Wow. I know that I am never alone. God is blessing me daily, and Jesus and God are always there for me, and yet yet I can't help wishing I could be able to access the closeness of being truly a part of my family, the only family I have— the only church I have. Wow. So I literally just spoke just, out this email. You just spoke it out. This is incredible. And I, I it's hard for me to admit all of this. And I, I will say this. This is from D and D. This is courageous. So yeah, just very. understand this. I understand that. So we're really with you. It's hard for me to admit all of this, but I truly feel it. I need your prayers for Father 
uh, and Jesus to give me the strength to walk the journey without any added strengthening from fellow fellowship except online. This is dragging Marco Polo right into this. It is really. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I, I know I'm not the only one. I know God placed. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where this came from. I know God placed me here for a purpose. But as our Lord expands our knowledge into the strange way, I feel about isolated. Feel I feel isolated or more isolated than ever. There is no way. There is no one who is who is deeply into the walk as I am. And if that makes sense. Please pray for me. Thank you. I do love you all so much, your sister in Christ, D. Well, first of all, just to acknowledge this completely, that's the whole sense of this. Yeah. And what has happened coming out of Bard's Fest, whether you were watching online or whether you were there, right. is you were changed. 100%. And in being changed, you've literally shifted outside. And, you know, we, I have active communities like you do, I'm talking to. And to be honest, I mean, I'm blessed, but I'm also very accustomed to walking a singleton path. We are too. Isn't that interesting? It is. But it doesn't change the necessity for fellowship. Exactly. Right. And we're in just a little bit different. And your work and your environment you do outside of this mm-hmm. brings you in fellowship with people. Plus yeah. you have family around you. Right. This is a this is a throwback to, and I, I think it's important for from, uh, from Bard's people. I think there's a lot can be learned from, and you may have the same story with your folks. But this story comes right out of COVID. Yes, it's okay. so true. When we had the COVID con lethal strike to divide families, the only, and this is where that, remember when I was doing six or more shows a day? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but what was happening there as a God led is people were finding a fellowship online sure. because they were so ripped and empty inside because yeah. everything had been taken away. Yeah. And that's also where the extension of like the after hours music came in. Mm-hmm. So people had a chance to congregate and chat. Right. And which I, I honor. I mean, I think it's just that's where we built a lot of fellowship. But this is a very interesting thing. So I'm going to let you continue with what your thought was earlier. On well, and I like that you brought Marco Polo in this. And, and, and listen, it's an app, whatever. You could find some other way to do it. I don't care. But we have we use we utilize the tool of an app called Marco Polo. And what it is, is it's the same thing as like I send you a text message, Scott. And sometimes you guys yep. you use vo- vocal voice to the, like you send like a vocal message and then the other person responds with a vocal message. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as that, but with video. And what the video does is it makes it feel like you're right there. So I know a lot of people FaceTime. The reason why I don't FaceTime and I don't we don't do a lot of video like calls is because I need to be able to feel like I'm in control of being able to stop the video or, you know, whatever. I can't explain why it's really, 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 really oh, important I, I to me that I can't just do video calls or f- I don't do phone calls. Literally, you are the only person who, <laughs> when they call, I answer the phone. Like, I just straight up don't answer the phone ever. Okay, I don't like to talk to people on the phone. It's not something that I enjoy. So I, I, I can, do it as out of necessity. I can say I am worthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, usually I, I'm like, okay, this has to be God important. And no. like, I'm not saying that my other friends, they just all know all of my friends know. And I've actually lost friends over the fact that I don't do phone calls. I'm not surprised. I mean, I, my Rolodex anymore is pretty small, Yeah, know, but, it, but it's intense. Right. It, and then so is mine. So I want, I want you guys to, to consider this, to consider getting a, a Marco Polo app once you find someone that you really connect with. And the Bards Nation, and, and this is, the, I'm gonna speak to the Resistance Chicks Nation as well, even though we don't have as much of an alive community like you do. We just don't. That's not that's not the way that Resistance Chicks Okay, Resistance works. Chick Nation, kick it. 
because it's time to get it. It is time to kick it. And I want more of you guys to be joining the live chat on Rumble. I mean, we have a pretty good lively chat, but I want more of you guys to be joining the chat because if you knew what Bards Nation has in their live chat, you would be like, yeah, we totally need to do that. We need to get these people know each other. They uh, they are a community. And so what I think what I'm going to do is as when when this website lifts off, mm-hmm. I'm going to we're going to be constantly pushing Resistance Chicks Nation to that to find the companionship well, just remake, and the make fellowship. Make a Resistance Chicks Nation subset. Sub- yeah, group. yeah, we'll do something like that. But I just want to encourage you guys to maybe be a little bit more bold even whether you're in the chat or you find somebody that when they're leaving comments, they think a lot like you. Okay. Again, try to keep it gender on gender. I think that that's really healthy. I think it's a good idea. Um, but maybe reach out, be vulnerable. Like, Hey, would you be comfortable maybe doing like a prayer call once a week or a, yeah. you know, something like that where you keep it hundred percent focused on God and then see where it goes from there. And it may develop and it may not, you may click, you may not. But I just think that I get what D is feeling and D I want to make a promise to you, okay? We at Resistance Chicks Nation and Bards Nation, we're going to do the very best that we can to facilitate a an environment that fosters community. Yeah, that's where we're. This is our big step, and it's it's a big one. And it's I know people have been asking about breaking up into groups regionally. Yeah, and that's I think that's wise. And I think it is, and I think it's also important. It's where we're going to try to facilitate that through the website. Yeah, where they can have connectors. Always. For like home churches, like ecclesias, right. right? I mean, this is absolutely huge. If you, it once, and I don't say if, once this gets launched, everything about Bards Nation is literally going to change because then you have become a mobile pod. Right. Now, I'm going to put this out here right now because it's very important. And I'm hearing, D, what you're saying. And it's, I think it's also where God has been leading this. Yeah. We're, we're going to really push. This is a massive step up in growth, and I don't know how fast we can move here. I can tell you two years sounds reasonable, but I don't think God's going to tolerate two. To no, honest. I don't think so. <laughs> I'll tell you, we're moving so fast. We're trying to do nine Bards Fest next year. Right. You know, I talked about this. It's it's a regional thing, so it's West mid, 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 west Coast, Central, Amer- Central USA, and East. Obviously, we have two locations already set, which is Yuba City and in Flemingsburg. Those two are pinned, and we're going to have more. But I also want to encourage, and I think this is where we can work together, we want to encourage, just like this throw-up, toss-up um, revival you're doing down the road here. Oh, yeah, it's phenomenal. Okay. I, I, you guys can come to that. Literally, Leah's share. We, I made a flyer for it. Find it all over where Leah's going to post it on Resistance Chicks. And, and come, if you live within driving distance of Cincinnati, Ohio, I want you there, October 7th. And I, we've literally titled it Neighborhood Revival. And it wasn't. we didn't even start it. Our neighbors were like, they have this beautiful property. It's the Airbnb that you're staying at. And we are going to bring revival. We need to be doing these. And we need to start being bold in the in our conversation, right? I And I told this to you yesterday, and I said this to a neighbor, uh, Joel, that stopped by. And I started telling him the testimonies from Bards Fest. And I'm not holding back. And I told him I'm no longer holding back. I am, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you don't understand what it is to be filled with the Holy Ghost... M- I don't care. I'm still going to tell you about it. But I'm going to tell you one thing that most people do understand. When you tell them that you cast out devils, all these images like conjure up in their head, which is not what it actually was at Bard's Fest, however, but they get it. They get that there is evil and it needs to be cast down. So when you tell people we've been casting out demons, they kind of go like, whoa, what are you, some sort of next level type person? But normally it would, you wouldn't say that out loud. I'm saying it out loud now because I, I have to testify. I got to testify. You know, like I have to do it. Yeah, we need to. I'm gonna be really honest. I mean, I'm gonna. We almost need to change the name. 
It needs to go from revival to campfires. And we talked about changing the name of Bards Fest. Yeah. Um. And and I don't want to. I don't know that we're going to do that. Honestly, I, I I'm I'm just saying that out loud. You no, know, I'm with you. We. It's, I it's think become... it has to be Bards Fest. But I think that we can we could add. So so we've got revival. But the reason why I wanted it to be revival on the sign, and I think to start off, is because I want there are people out there that are hungry for a spiritual c- touch. And I wanted them to be able to come for that. But I like, we should call them, I think, we, we, Revival Campfires. There, that's better. We should start doing that. Okay, so this is just kind of a nudge here. Let's and, shoot from the hip, and, Kesterson. And, and it's going to be. And I think that what we can do is to leverage the uh, new site, new website. Yeah. And encourage people with support, what we can provide from our experiences with doing these festivals, to do these small, localized Revival Campfires. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, and, and so I'm going to go back to Dee's comment. I don't know where she, where Dee lives. I under, I know the sense of the feeling of this, especially when you're really stepping in. And I'm going to say this rather boldly, and, be, and, and because you look at the groups that have come together, there are these pockets of, of people that are raising up, and they are definitely reaching in deeper into the into this Holy Spirit. And it's it is changing us, and it's part of what, the same word that God put on my heart years ago. And Lee and I talked about it last night, in fact, because she had a similar word. But it was it, it was bifurcation. So what we're witnessing here as a result of waking up in in our Lord and, and walking deeper within the Holy Spirit is you're experiencing the separation of two worlds. And it's it's very active. Yeah. So I, I think that finding ways to bring people together so that you can have community is essential. You have some? I want to read this. Uh, just It's a personal text message. I haven't even finished reading it, but I'm going to read it anyway. Uh, from Paul Cantrell. Oh, good. He says, thank you for your amazing words over my son and family. There is no greater compliment as a father than the words you spoke over my son. He does not have a Founder's Bible, but would love one, especially from his aunties. We're going to be sending out um, Founder's Bibles to the entire Cantrell family, which they added another child. So that's just one more in the bucket. You might want to help pay for that. I am. Oh, I was just <laughs> <laughs> We're throwing that on you right now. Oh, um, that's, that was ambush, but you know what? It wasn't Paul, on purpose. No, it was good. Okay. So he said, because we, actually I was just going to tell you, I was going to share a cost with you, but I'll pay for it. Uh, no, you don't have to pay for it. We can share it. You, you can take uh, five and I'll, we'll take six. All right, so we strongly believe that the only hope left for America is healthy, whole families. Like in Nehemiah, what couldn't be done in 100 years, God used families to do in 52 days. They held the tools to build and repair in concert with with their weapons, swords, spears, and bows to fight off and take back territory that God had already given them. And they did this seemingly impossible feat in pockets of healthy families working and fighting in unity. I believe this is what was tapped into last week and why it was so powerful. I believe we are walking out Nehemiah 4. Healthy whole families are going to save this nation. We love our aunties. And uncles. And uncles. But you weren't in this. This is not a group for you. You weren't in this group. You better send me one. (laughs) You want to join the group with the Cantrells? He better have sent me a text. He better have sent you one. You're just jealous. Yes, I am. But no, this is really important because if you guys haven't read the story of Nehemiah, they did literally work together. And and, and I want to add to Paul's word there. Not only did they work together as families, but they worked together as families in their specific section of the wall. Oh, very good. Right? You're right. So I think, and they had tools and they, here's the deal. This is, this is again, very important. They had tools and they had weapons and sometimes they were using the tools as, as the weapons. And I mean, my favorite part 
about the the story of Nehemiah is Tobias and Sanballat. Like they are sending these letters to Nehemiah to get him to stop the work. And he literally has this like flippant Scott Kesterson attitude. Like, I think you have a Nehemiah in you. Like who, like, no, I'm not going to listen to you. They wanted to try to get to you because they always want to speak into you because life and death are in the, are in the tongue. Right. Oh man. Yeah. I've got something on that. You go. No, I'm just saying he literally says to them, no, not talking to you, not going to allow you to speak into me because I have work to do. What you just said there is so important, and it's kind of one of the metrics that I use in, in when I receive things. And um, I, I, I don't I, I don't respond well to doom and gloom type um, words that come in and speak into things to where they're supposed to be like destructed or, or deconstructed. And when, especially when there's a flow of things going on, that's positive. I just don't respond well to it. It's just the way I've been. And that doesn't, and especially when, when it's put, I had this happen online a while ago and it was interesting and it was well-intended. Okay. Mm -hmm. But there was, um, it had to do with Maui. Okay. And someone wrote me and said, quoted old Testament and basically said, you know, this is a word from the Lord. And this is the word from God, and this, and I was, I was put on my heart to tell you, and you have been. This word is that you're looking at this wrong. That this was actually judgment, and with this, all the these were pagan worshippers, and everybody had to be eradicated down to the seed of the children. Oh dear! And I was like, no, this mm. isn't. And I re- immediately, my first response, it just you have to follow your gut here. Yeah. And I was like, this does not feel right because God doesn't want us to. God is not asking us to pray in judgment. He's asking us to pray for forgiveness. And for love, and he will deliver judgment. It's a big difference. No, that's and that's how it ends. He is God is delivering judgment right now. So here's what I would say to that. And and as with a lot of times with a word, there's some sort of and we talked we've talked about this. There's some sort of element of truth, You're right, yeah. to it. Okay, when we see destruction happen, okay. God, I don't. I have not seen God use a a hand of vengeance on innocent people in like in modern days. That's mm-hmm. not the God that I serve. However, when we're looking at let's since you brought up the Maui fires, let's just take that. I'm going to give you my take on on what that is. I don't think that the story that we're being told there is what we're being told. Correct. And so. I don't think that it was of natural causes. So if, if we were talking about judgment, and I'm not saying that God doesn't use people or things or whatever to bring about judgment, but this was not fire and brimstone coming from the sky to consume people. This was corrupt men doing a thing to seize land. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, judgment, the, the judgment should be coming on the corrupt men, but for some reason, what happened here is... The opposite. What they wanted to happen was accomplished. So where is the judgment element in all of this? The judgment element is in the fact that as a body of Christ and as an entire nation, we have not fought against these people. And so when we don't fight against them, literally, we we are judged by our own sins. So I would say this, we're, we're about to enter into, and, and let me make this extremely clear. We are about to enter into an age of judgment where you are going to see the wicked judged in 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 things that may may actually be fire and brimstone. I don't know what it looks like, but I do know the wicked are going to perish. I know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
But what this was... I'm bringing marshmallows too. <laughs> what this was is, is an evidence of all of the holes that we have in the church. And so if anybody was being judged in the situation of Maui, it's the church. It's that uh, heartbreak of... Oh my gosh, we let that happen. That's on us. Yep. That is this is that was not God's judgment on Lahaina. No. Okay, it was a if anything, it's a it's a a judgment or rebuke not done by God, but just like done by our own hands. Literally, the body of Christ, we have to take responsibility for the fact that we are letting these evil people run ramshod over the world because when we look at stuff like that happening, we go, oh, it must just mean that Jesus is coming back. So let's not try to stop the evil people. Oh, so that's the judgment. It's not God's hand. It's our our own. It's literally, I want, I, this is a prophetic word. I've not spoke this out about Lahaina. The church is responsible for what happened in Lahaina because we didn't stop it. I think there's a lot there. And, and so we actually, it's interesting to say that because my pivot on that yeah. was we've been praying for restoration. And this is where God put in my heart. He said, don't just pray for the restoration of people. Pray for the healing of the land. And I, and I received that word when you told it to me yeah. on the phone. It's yeah. really good. Oh, specifically for Lahaina. That's specifically for Lahaina. Let Lahaina be something where you can witness the miracle of the living God. So yeah. what happens when these types of things happen in the Bible? where what I just said is laid out, the, the, the body of Christ or in the Old Testament, the God's people, right, were not doing God's will and it allowed the enemy to come in, what did they do? They turned, they repented, and they healed the, the land. land. Isn't that something? That's pretty cool. That's what Lahaina is supposed to be. And, you know, interesting, somebody from Bard's Nation brought Hawaiian seashell lays from Hawaii with a blue ribbon on them to remember Lahaina and gave everyone one. Why and we, didn't, how did we miss that? It was at the very last day on Sunday. Lee and I got one each. Yeah, but I, I didn't even know that it would have been a great thing. I to, know to do on another, because there was a ton left over. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Okay. Right. I want to go back to the loneliness if I may. Yeah, please. <clears throat> so I think this all ties in. At least I know the Holy Spirit's leading us somewhere. So it will tie in. Let's go. Um, this is another comment here in chat. And I think it's important. Um, I'm lousy at texting, hate talking on the phone. I have social anxiety, but I've reached out to people in chat and never seem to get a response. So I understand how people can feel alone, but I know I'm not. My son, Christian, in training, my son, Christian, in training, walked away from God. I asked for prayers. I really felt ignored. He still needs prayers. He is full of anger, hurt, and very low self-esteem. Please pray for us. I do love you all, you guys. I've been listening to Bards for at least four years. So just first real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you for being vulnerable. On, being vulnerable. And thanks for hanging on to the community because I just, I will say this. I understand that bridge. It's difficult sometimes, mm -hmm. but what you just wrote here, this whoever just wrote this, I know who wrote this, but we're just being integrous to the chat. Um, that is a really honest and very truthful statement. And mm -hmm. so thanks is awesome because this is how we start to build support. for one Right. Another. And, and I, what I want to add, my, my gut response on this was there's no reason for you to feel that way. There's no reason that this has happened. And I can speak from experience. I know you feel ignored. Unfortunately, with modern technology, it's never it, in what I've experienced with our community is that it's never a matter of be, a matter of being ignored, but rather it was missed. 
That's all it was. Oh, that's so true. It was just missed because we know that Bards Nation would love to wrap their arms around you in any situation. So if you felt ignored, and and sometimes we have to be vulnerable enough to say what you just said right now. And, And so you've done exactly what I would tell you to do. Say it again. Say it again until someone notices it because they don't mean... To, nobody means to overlook something, but there's so much going on in that in that Telegram chat, which is why I love the idea of breaking out regionally or having friends that you're really close to through this. And so I, I, I'm telling you guys, it's coming. Just be patient because yeah. this what Bards Fest launched is a community. We have a dog that's breathing very heavy and shaking the table. Um, what, what Bards Fest has launched is that feeling of, you know what, we're going to need to connect. And, and I want to throw something at you. Unless you want to keep going down this vein. I want to throw something at you that I was thinking today. Go. Um, Should Bards Nation acquire the property at Madeline Farms? And I think that's going to happen. We're we're pretty settled on that. I mean, as far as Willie is concerned, we're all welcome forever. Yeah, those are calls I'm (laughs) making As long as he has, as long as his his name is on the deed, they're, they're welcome. Okay. It's a, it's a campground and it has 270 hookups and you went someplace on your way here and it's called the Ark. Mm-hmm. And the Lord spoke to me something yesterday that while I do believe that everyone, God is going to give everyone land, that there's going to be places like this that are going to pop up. And you said nine across, not just bar, nine Bards Fest, but nine strongholds. Um, that are like an ark for the outcasts, for the people that are alone, that haven't been given their property yet to come. And if you've got a tent, you can stay. Boy, okay. This is and so... And it's safe. All right. So going into Bars, this is really interesting. Going into Bars Fest, the, the word was the passage when Joshua comes around after they tour the walk around the city. Yeah. And they go into the campfires. Yeah. That was the essence of what we were trying to do this year. Sure, and we did it. We did it, and we lived it out. It was awesome. That's what happened. So what's really interesting, so the answer is, I'm even more fire right now to acquire this land in Madeline Farms. Yeah. Because of what you just said, and it matches something God showed me yesterday when we were talking about, uh, is it Jason, the the pastor? Yeah. Okay, and his family. Yeah. Okay, that there's these little centers that people just move in and start there. Yeah. And that there's always room for people to come in. Right. So <clears throat> the sense of... Even like, just if, if it's temporary to get refreshed. Right. Well, that's just it. It's a rotational space. Yeah, I love it. So instead, we're going to have... where I And I know this is... I mean, this was the point of the nine, is there are nine specific events. Yeah. Three, five days long that are truly that sense of deliverance and healing. Mm-hmm. But there is equally, there is a year-round rotation of yeah. places where the people can flow in and flow out to be touched, to be healed, to not feel alone, to get, and then to go back out into the world. Yeah, and you know, Willie actually built this entire campground by installing the hookups himself. Okay, so I, I also want to throw something else out there, okay? First of all, and I'm just going to be completely honest, because I like to throw all the darts, darts at the dartboard and just see if anything sticks. Just don't be in the way of the darts. That's very true. So as we were driving into Madeline Farms, Lee and I saw about three giant properties. Um, all of them were like 55 acres. They're farms. They're beautiful. They're for sale um, on the same street within like five, 10 minutes of, of Madeline Farms. 55 acres. And I think they're roughly like $350,000. So let's just consider the idea that 
we need to start thinking outside of the box of the way that we acquire property because everybody wants to just, nobody wants to lay anything on the line. Nobody wants to take any risks. Um, and of course you do need to be very, very careful who you join in covenant with, but, but if you do find someone that you are in covenant with, let's, let's put it that way. You can acquire property yourselves because if each person has a note that they're carrying or they have their house paid off or wherever you're at in your mortgage and you both have $175,000 mortgage, boom, you've got a $350,000 property, $50,000 property that has 55 acres that you could then start a ministry on, right? We're thinking too singularly, I think. And guess what? I knew the Holy Spirit would bring it around. Where did we begin today? Walking alone. alone, exactly. Beautiful. You can't do that. We, God's no. not. My, I live in a home, and you've you've now experienced this. Oh yeah, being here with uh, four other people, five adults, yeah. and and it works so beautifully. Lee and I own a pet care business, so when we leave, if there's dogs here, Uncle Jack actually helps take care of the dogs. If Lee and I have a question um, about cars or even if Matt has a question about cars, we go in because he was Uncle Jack was a mechanic for 25 years. He taught me plumbing, even though his body is physically unable to do things mentally, he's super sharp and he can help. So and then my mom does the gardening. She helps with our podcast. Matt does everything. OK, on the on the on the property. So and, and people look at our lives and they're like, oh, man, I'm just so envious of what you have. And I'm thinking to myself, aside from the people that quite literally don't have a family most of you could do what we're doing. Most of you have parents like Scott does. And you're like, yeah, but they're on the, I don't think we, I, I hear this all the time. I don't think that my parents would get along if we live together. Are you kidding me? If there's a willingness and both parties are Christians, you can pray through the hardships of that. And I think that, that coming together multi-generationally, you know, oh, my kids should move out. I feel like they need to be independent and spread their wings. Keep your kids at home. I don't care if they're 30 years old and stop making fun of them. Like seriously, families that stay together and pray together will change the world. No, so well we have said. got to stop. Do you know that this this I this structure that we have in society, where a a kid goes off, goes to college, um, and then and and the grandparents always live separately or whatever. Did no one else grow up watching the Waltons? Okay, I didn't grow up watching it. I watched it wasn't when I was an adult, but like. The, the family structure there, they had a sawmill, the grandparents were there, all the older kids took care of the younger kids having. And then if you add into that a whole nother family unit, you know, and, and, and I just I see in my mind, you know, in the future, I can see my mom on a property. She's going to get married one day. I know it. Um, and, and Leah married with kids and me married with kids all on one property. And I don't care if someone calls it a cult or a commune or you're just so weird. No, we're doing life biblically. Because if you look at Jacob, when he left with Rachel and Leah, it was a whole band of people. And they were together because we are not meant to be alone and isolated. And so sometimes you have to take that leap and say, God, you know what? I'm going to trust you. And when you understand combining resources, you know, you've got your parents are paying their electric bill. They're paying their water bill. They're paying all of these. They're paying their mortgage. Combine it. And then, boom, you've got extra. And not only extra resources financially, but you've got extra extra resources by hands. Your parents help you with the canning they, they or you help them, however you want to word it. We you work, you work we together. Work, we work together. Right. We work together. So here's here's like a great example of this. The, the back labor of digging into the hard earth of building that garden. Right. Was mine. Right. And then what has what has happened over that time is we've transitioned that to where 
I do the planting and I'll do a lot of the bed maintenance, but my dad is loving it in constant projects that he's building on stuff. And we'll talk about things. We work together on some things, but on a daily basis, that becomes an activity source for him, which he enjoys because he stays engaged. Yeah. My mother absolutely loves being able to just walk in the garden and pick some stuff. And she enjoys enjoys doing some of the planting and things. And it's a whole nother expansion. So yeah. there is a level of set of joy that we work together on. We went up um, a few weeks before I came out and it, we did uh, canning together. Yeah, that's and we, did, we just had the best time. And we just literally, and we went up on the other property because the kitchen's bigger. But we just, I mean, we just opened it up. And so we have like washing going on in one place and, and peeling. And then we've got them <laughs> over here and we're just working a chain and a machine. That's really, that's how we do it. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden you come together and you've, and everything works. So. And imagine if you had, let's just say for an example, um, Tiffany and her family there. Yes. How much more could you get done? Oh, it's a ton. And then right? imagine bringing the kids in. Exactly. So I, here's an, a point myself, but in, I'm going to point particularly to you and Leah. You have developed an enormous amount of legacy knowledge. It's true. Okay. The question is, where is it going? Right. Okay. Now, I, I know you're passionate to want kids and all this, but when we start to think about that, that still remains fairly isolated. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we're in a place where in these seasonal times, come on. when you're able to come in and bring that knowledge and yeah. like bring... 20, 30 kids in. So I want to put this out here because my mom was asking me last night. Um, for those of you that, again, live within driving distance, even if you got a hotel, I want to put this out there because every year we say we're going to do it and then it usually ends up very impromptu, last minute or whatever. And I'm I'm, I'm, this, I'm putting this out here live on air because we don't plan. We don't like to plan. We like to just let the Holy Ghost flow. I promise you coming forward and I will make this, I will make the date aware to Scott so he can put it on his show. We are going to be butchering our 50 meat birds roughly at the end of October. And I want to open that up to you guys to come and be a part of it and learn how to do it um, and maybe plan and stay for a day. It takes about a day, mm-hmm. especially if you have multiple hands on deck yeah. and you you were able to experience the butchering of a bird yesterday. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this. I've been around this. Right. What is different about the way you live with it is it's the way it should be. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to, when I worked around this before, it's always a big production. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like a whole day of prep and we got to do this or that. You guys are set up to where it's just a natural flow, which is yeah. as it should be. So All we have to do is get out the chicken plucker and put the scalder on the grill. That's it. And and to watch you, you know, when the chicken got killed the other day by the dog, which was the chicken I was supposed to be representative of me doing something else. But, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> but that was really awesome because I just I was just stepping back and watching how you were flowing with it. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I truly believe in is that as you build a lifestyle around things, everything is available and at hand for the flow of what things are doing. That's part of the reason I'm building the butchery, yeah. not to, so that we have a big production butchery. No, so, so that people can come and learn. And yes, and that it is a flow of the, of the ranch. Yeah, that's really So good. if I need to butcher an animal, I'm not, it's not a big production. I just pull it up, do the slaughter, sling it into the cooler, let it hang. And a couple of days later I'm butchering. And then you're also available because it, when you're, when you're talking about large animals, right. this is really important to note. It is difficult to do that on your own and on your own property. We do our pigs, um, but we and we don't have any machinery, but we have mat and we have a block and tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, however, maybe like Mark Baker does this at Baker's Green Acres. He opens up his facility to butcher for people. So they'll drive their cow to the property. Yes. Um, and, and maybe even, you know how they have those self like, I, well, you may not know this because I'm in the dog business, but they have like Tractor Supply has a place, a, a, a facility where you can come and wash your own dog. 
It's like a car wash, like a self-washing car wash for your dog. Oh, nice. You bring your dog in and you wash your own dog, but the big sink is there and the blow dryer is there and all the stuff that you need to wash your dog is there. Yep. For you to have that at the farm where, okay, I don't really have an ability. I have, I can put a cow on my property, but I don't even know how I would butcher a cow, but I have a trailer and I could bring it to the property and, and then can, and they, they could butcher it themselves there at the property. That's exactly it. I mean, this is... Butchery is not cheap, and I just, I'm just i telling you that for <laughs> firsthand. You mean it's, like hiring a butcher? Right, hiring yeah, a butcher. Yeah. And it's, it's not cheap. My my vision of this, and <clears> it's <throat> been this from the beginning, and it, and it is just like what we're creating is a center, kind of what you're saying. And so to be able to provide the ability to teach people how, yeah. how to do that and so that then we, we don't have to constantly have these barriers. I mean, you, know, you would butcher a cow, it's $1,200. I know. Right? And so these are big expenses, and if we can start working together – that is, a, you break the money economy. Now, I'm not nicking any of the butchers that do it because that's their living. But what we're trying to do is get this knowledge back into our daily life. Yeah. My granddad didn't have a butcher. Right. He just like strung it in the backyard and did right. his thing. So, I mean, we have to get back to that principal issue, right? 100%. And, and it's, it's important to get those skills and back. now we're back to community and isolation. Right. And that's why what's coming with the website, this is not an advertise for the website. I know you guys are far past hungry for that. And when it rolls out, it'll roll out. And just pray that it rolls out in God's well, perfect Hannah's timing. Well, Hannah's doing a great job. And yeah. I'm going to give her, we have a good web guy, but Hannah's taking it to another level. And, and oh, by the way, Hannah is looking for another good web guy, web guy. She's been asking us to pray about that. Yeah. So if you guys know of someone that is a Christian and a patriot and very, very good at web design, um, send an send an email to Hannah Hannah at bardsfm.com Hannah at bardsfm.com. Yeah, that it would be super helpful, and we need somebody who's really blessed with good vision. I actually and, need a web guy too, so, so I'm going to steal this one when you get him. We're going to share. <clears throat> okay, we're just going to share. <laughs> so it's really we got two things coming in. We need, we both need one, so we're going to get one for two. That's great. And so if you know somebody, um, just send the resume on in, and 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 then honestly, it's more like contracted work. So we're clear, we're not looking for full time employee. Exactly. But contracted work that can take these on really have to be deep within within their walk with Christ. It's super important right now. Very important. Uh, so if you know somebody, um, or or willing to go deep, like okay, you know what, I'm not that deep, but I'm willing to go deep for for this opportunity, and we can get you filled with Holy Ghost. Yeah. So let that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> No, I think this is this is really good. I mean, looking at a lot of the comments in chat, we've we've got we started really on this whole thing this morning about individualism right. and the individual walk, which has to do with a lot bigger. It's interesting because that has become a theme. I just had a conversation about that this morning with somebody I know about the walking individually and how this is not a time for that. You're gonna yeah. and it, and it's not just enough. My opinion, at least I believe it's my opinion. I say this because there's a little bit of a nudge and it could be God, but I'm not going to call it that. But here's where I think. It's not just enough to stay locked up within the walls of your own family. So we have people, I know that family is critical and important, but we also have to be prepared now to make some shifts to where we're building communities. Yeah, And that means coming together and tearing down the walls, which you just offered, for example, with a chicken. That's a big step. It is, it is. And we usually, we've done classes, but it is an inconvenience. And I'm going to be straight up honest. As much as I love doing the classes, like I genuinely, like it feeds my soul to do them. Mm -hmm. Our schedule is so tight that... To, it's easier for us to just be like, okay, we're going to go out and just kill 50 birds and be done with it in a day and not have to organize something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it is a sacrifice from a time aspect. That's what I'm offering you guys to be able, we're going to, I will set aside the time to make this happen. Yep. And so that's, that's, it, it, and it's really important for us to do that. If you have a skill 
to open up your home to be willing to teach people because most people have a skill that's teachable mm-hmm. that other people need <clears throat> to know how to do. Yep. And I want to, I want to, now I want to shift and pivot gears because I don't know how long we're going to go today, but I have a couple of comments and it's not a competition, but there are more people watching on Resistance Chicks Rumble and Facebook than there are watching on Podbean. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, All right. So I want to read some comments. This is really great. Um, so Sherry, who, who was delivered from a giant demon at Bards Fest today is in the chat. And she says, um, for October 7th, just clarifying that, um, Michelle, I need a man there that could facilitate deliverance in my husband. I'm priming him for it. Uh, this is the Sherry that we were talking to about, um, with where she goes next. Right oh, after yeah. with the demon that came out into my hand and we threw and it was that huge big deal. So so Sherry now is priming her husband to come to this revival that we're going to have on on the seventh and I'm just now finding out about this. Oh wow! Okay, but she wants a man to be there. <clears throat> yes, there will be men there who would be able to facilitate this. But I and I'm going to read some other comments here too. Um, so remind me to come back to this. Uh, to come back to the other comments. But I want to dig into this, Scott. And you and I had a conversation, and I. There may be people that receive this incorrectly, and I can't help you. I'm going to go a little Scott Kesterson on you. Grow up. Um, this is the word of the Lord right now in the hour. There's these these men called Reformed Bros or the Theo Bros or whatever, and they they get the Revelation red pill that we have. That you know what we're not waiting for doom and gloom. We are you know victor, victorious eschatology that that whole thing. But they don't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they do not believe that there's a place for women in the church other than make me a sandwich. Um, So, but we have recently together collectively, this wasn't us coming at Scott, this wasn't us coming at our group of the Resistance Chicks Healing Ministry team who we all collectively got this together literally at the same time. The Holy Spirit is the feminine form of God. Okay, and so when you shut out women, you're shutting out the Holy Spirit. And over the years, a lot of times people have looked at Leah and I because we are women and they have they've literally prophesied over us that we are to have women's ministries. And every single time I know that they're not, excuse me, listening to the Lord, because what we have when we isolate and I'm not saying that there's not a place for men's groups and women's groups. I'm not saying that at all. But when we what we have done is we have far too isolated the the family. So I look at Paul, let's take Paul Cantrell for an example. Okay. Paul Cantrell and his wife, Christine and their children of all genders can minister to anyone of any gender of any age. We are called to bring the Trinity, which is the father, the son, and the Holy ghost, which is the, the feminine nurturing. I'm not saying that the Holy ghost is a woman per se, um, although it, it definitely feels that way, but it's that tender nurturing part that is a, is a feminine. So when you cut out the women from praying for the men and with the men, you have cut out the Holy spirit from getting to them. And I'm not saying that a man can't bring a Holy, the Holy spirit to the man. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you deliberately cut it off, when you say, I need a man to minister to me because I'm a man, or I need a man to minister to my husband because he's a man, you're shutting out the Holy Spirit. Now, for propriety's sake and for wisdom's sake, it's good to make sure that when you're ministering, it's not one-on-one, one woman ministering to one man. I don't like that. I really don't. It, it, you have to, that's high level stuff. It's not can't, that it can't be done, but it's high. we're talking about being in a group in church. We're talking about being in a group of people. Women can most absolutely minister to men and they should. 
Okay, they absolutely should. So when you say, will there be a man there to facilitate my husband's deliverance? This is what I would say to that. I can't guarantee that that's what God's going to want when he gets there. Because your husband may need the walls broken down by a woman that has the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, the woman that's coming, that's that the reason why we're doing this revival, she's a minister and she is a female. Got to jump. Go ahead. Okay. What just happened this week? We joined together. And what did we do together? We ministered together. And with me. Exactly. Two women worked with me. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And you and Paul? Yes. Worked with Leah and I, Correct. by the way. Two men worked with with Leah okay, and I. So, yeah, very Well, other people were there praying, but more specifically. Right. Well, very specifically to you. Right. Paul and I were ministering to you. Right. Sunday night became Monday morning. Right. And in Flip, I came here. Right. And you two ministered to me. Exactly. And I had the biggest breakthrough I've ever had. Praise God. It was awesome. It was awesome, yeah. It was rough. I know. But it's good. So you see... I, there is something to this. Sure. But there's also something very important that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's not one-on-one. -on -one. That's, come on. It's, okay. that's very key. That's all that, and that's all you need to know. Right. We had, and you know who I love in the Bible, and I brought this up the other day, is Aquila and Priscilla. Oh, Michelle, they were married couple, so now you have to, no, it's just that there's another person in the element. I love this comment. I learned so much how to minister to my hubby at Bars Fest. I'm working on it. I love that. Practice. Praise God. That's awesome. No, that is. Praise God. So just know this, guys, as we move forward. And I get that. And, and I know I'm this. stepping on some toes. And I know wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Look at this. Hasn't that been all week? The Trinity. That's what we've been all week. Yes, 100%. So, so Mary Ellen just wrote the Trinity. And, and <laughs> we're laughing because that has literally been in every word, in one way or another, right. every day we've had a word about the Trinity. And I want and, and I want to, like, just for you guys to understand what we're going through in our in our kind of group right now. Um, you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I know this sounds, I hope it doesn't sound arrogant. It would apply in many different situations. This is just for us, for just kind of a, a mild little nudge from God saying you're on the right path. Leah got kind of a, a connection with, and I did too, but Leah even more so, with Brian and Alicia mm -hmm. and being like spiritual parents. And they've kind of been that way to you as oh, well. Very much so. Right? Yeah. And so it, it, does, it kind of feels like a Father, Son, and Holy Ghost Trinity between the three of us, repre not representing what we are joining together as, but representing what we, the gifts that we have to give to people. Right. Okay. I, I think that's huge. And, and this is where so much of this, again, we're watching how God is bringing in spiritual community. Yeah. I mean, Brad's word, which was good, is we had a spiritual family reunion. Yeah, loved it. And it was a great word for Bards Fest. And it's really the, the framing of all of this. Right. But the, the issue here, which kind of goes back to where we started, again, is... God's bringing people together so that the aloneness goes away. Yeah, exactly. Because we can't, we can't walk alone in the desert. And, right. we, and when you're going to try to, and you know, if you if you think of Moses walking at the front of the people, and it's like I shall lead my people. I think it's mm -hmm. easier to see him as an individual walking. Yeah. But that's that's actually not true. Right. He's walking in the body. Right. And he's walking with his people. Exactly. So there is a he is he is leading them, but mm -hmm. he's surrounded by them. Yeah, that's so true. Right. It's really this, good. This is really, because this is the greatest attack I think that they've done in, in it's been over time, many, mm -hmm. many years. And we broke it down very effectively this week is this destruction, deconstruction of the family Yeah, and the leaving now. So we went from expanded family down to nuclear family and now we have broken family. Yeah. 
and we're in the broken family era, which is just destructive. And it's so, the last one. It's the bottom. So that's a great point. Where do you go from here? Up. Up. So you either descend. I mean, this is literally, once again, I'll use the term bifurcation. You yeah. either accept that walk, which mm-hmm. becomes a world of individuals and a plurality of sexuality and anything else goes. Yeah. Or you step in back into the body, yeah. which is a collective whole. And God is setting the conditions for this to come together. Mm-hmm. So all of this is going to force all of us to reshape the the world yeah. in a way of community and collectiveness. And it's not collective, like you said, like a commune. This is a coming together where individuality, this is honestly very much, this is true sovereignty. Oh, that's good. I like because that. we're talking about individually living together mm-hmm. in, a, in, in environments that are not necessarily spanning miles, but rather short distances. You know what it looks like? It looks like the Old Testament, which is where the United States gets the, a, a massive form of their their government like structure from. So federally, we have states, mm-hmm. right? But each state is sovereign. Right. And then um, the states have then counties and cities, and those are somewhat sovereign, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and what we've stopped at is when you get down to your township or your county or your city, there's no more groups. Right. Right. But but in the Bible, they didn't. They went down to like the, 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 the tiniest group and we, we stopped there. And I think that that's where the disconnect is happening. And that's why we're not actually affecting our political realm, because we don't have the um, the foundation of these groups, because if you have little community groups like we're about to get to to launch at this revival campfire we're going to have down the road. Um, then you can't take on the bigger giants because I can guarantee that if you have several pods in your community mm-hmm. and you show up with three or 400 people to your township with the same mindset, cause you've already been meeting together in pods, look out cause there's nothing that could stop you. So let me, let me expand this just a little bit, especially when we get to county by county, cause it's been one of the, the and that's the, exactly what county by county is, by the correct, way. Correct. It is. So the idea of county by county, I mean, as we start to see this unfold and I see this very clearly where God was, has put this was to establish the base of skills separate from each other in our home that we would need to restart as we have started to knit together a a healed and delivered group of people. It is literally a walk then into an exodus. And I'm using exactly the words God gave me in 2018 exodus 2.0 that the healed and the delivered now begin to forge new communities to come up together. What's important about that is when you go to a county level and you're doing this, and this is so easy to execute if it was done with, if it was to happen, is that suddenly you bring together, as an example, one of my goals in my county is to bring in a thousand people of common mind. Why? Because one of the steps is to now take over all of the government positions Let's go. and to restructure the county from bottom up mm-hmm. into one that is truly aligned with the throne. Right. And we can do that in every county. And when you start to get the power and you start to reestablish a sheriff that's truly a constitutional and Christian moral law sheriff, you are now giving power back to the county level and raising up the entire county together. I want to read a couple of comments here Um, because this is everybody's really eating this show up today. Um, uh, South Paul says, I'm loving this conversation this morning. Um, Is this uh, Sherry says there's a person named Jamie Walden and they have a camp in Colorado and he's building it for Jesus. It's called Buffalo Base Camp or excuse me, Calico Buffalo Base Camp. Um, 
And then uh, she says acquiring land could be a group effort and not just individual. Tony is going, yes, this is the way that it's supposed to be. Uh, Patriot Joe says, Scott, you were the first one that I found that helped me wake up in 2019. Thanks so much for your willingness to let God use you for his purpose. Um, Liz Ann says, I'm ministering to my hubby and learned how to do it at Bards Fest. And uh, Sherry says, I don't think you're being arrogant or stepping on toes, at least from my perspective. Great points you are making. This is about being able to minister to a man. Um, She says, I didn't mean that he only needed a man there, but didn't mean he only needed a man there. But I thank you for any correction um, that was needed. What we're talking about in these communities that county by county is is Paul Cantrell just sent me a, a picture of his sweatshirt, which reiterates. Well, he sent it to Lee and I because you're not in the group, Scott. Sorry. I'm going to have a conversation with Paul. Okay, and the, the you can't see this, but his his sweatshirt says, "Whole healthy families are going to save the world." It's a it's a selfie. He didn't send you a selfie, Paul. Okay, okay. but but so it's not just so so the it's, it's the very first community pod that you will build will be your family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it will expand from there. And this goes to the testimony that I told you of the young ladies that found their long lost best friends at Bards Fest that I prophesied over a young lady named Bonnie, that there would be three. And while there, she got with a, a young girl named Leah and instantly they had both gotten filled with the Holy Ghost and they connected like magnets when I pointed out, oh my gosh, you're the one that I just prophesied over. And then on the last day connected them with another young lady named Alexandria who just, I mean, desperate, like I've never in my entire life seen someone, young people so hungry for a friend. Like, so like, it was like, you know, when you, you, you watch a movie and somebody has been starving for like three days and they come and they're like, ah, you're like eating the meat or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It felt like that, but then, but not as ravenous, just like so fulfilled. So guys, I want to speak to you. And then their moms are now a group. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. I want to speak to you that that's coming for you. Okay. Because God, you know, the Bible says God sets the solitary in families and true religion and undefiled is to take care of the fatherless and the widow. God's heart. You are just on fire. (laughs) Keep going. God's heart is always for community and families. And, and like Paul's sweatshirt says, healthy, whole, healed families will save the world. This is how we save the world. And this goes back to, I want to, I want to. Um, encourage you all to watch Kirk Cameron's movie Monumental that goes back to Plymouth and the Pilgrims and the big monument that we did last year with Scott and and all of that. It's called the Matrix of Liberty. And what it is, is it's the secret sauce for how they founded this nation. And it all starts with the family. And so the reason why Kirk did the film, the reason why we went back and did uh, the covenant, restoring the ancient paths, what are the ancient paths? The ancient paths are family. Yeah, they are. Right? Yep. That is how we are. So, so everybody wants to know, how do we fix it? Who can we get in office? How do we stop the election fraud? How do we fix the machines? How do we do this? How do we do that? Guys, I know it. this is not the answer that you want, but it's the answer that you need. Just start with healing your family. Oh, this the answer. It is the only answer. Right. It is the only answer. I want to talk to something here that about. I'm going to go back a little bit to your um, and and so I'm very clear. This is not in any sense a rebuke of the statement of I, are there going to be men there? Yeah. I want to expand another optic. I want people to see this other optic on the idea of the feminine and the, and the masculine. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's this is done in an odd way, but I, it's important to hear this. You have 
special operations mm -hmm. and you have special forces. Yeah. And even though special forces gets lumped into special operations, they're not equivalent. Okay. Okay. So special operations like Delta and like Navy SEALs. Um, what are, is Delta, by the way? You say it all the time. Okay, I just, so I've it's never an, really it's asked. It's an elite of the elite. They do basically high but level. from all branches? It's open to anybody. Okay. But it's under the Army. Okay. And it is a very elite unit. And in mm -hmm. very simple terms, they do very specific target takedown. Okay, cool. And they also do very high level like security surveillance things. But it's ultimately that when they get deployed, you're, you're pushing in a very small, heavily effective unit of the best of the best to do, say, extreme hostage takedown, recovery, kill capture, these sorts of things. And it's very target specific. Who went in to get Osama bin Laden? That was Navy SEAL SEAL okay. Team 6, okay. which is the similar type of level. Okay. okay so, um, and, and the Navy SEALs are, and, and I'm saying this because I'm trying to, these guys are the best. And would, what are Navy SEALs under? Like you just under, under the Navy. No, but I mean special forces. Oh, so there's a, no, this is great because there's an organization called SOCOM, okay. which is Special Operations Command, which is based in Tampa. Okay. And under President Trump, they became, instead of being under the army, they were broken out to be their own command. Okay, that's cool. So it's, there is some really interesting things. The Marines have what they call MARSOC, which is another, it's a Marines version of special operations. Mm -hmm. And the Air Force has AFSOC, which is, they have a couple different versions of this. Some of these guys are what they call pararescue. Yeah. So they'll go into the, into deep into the battle zone to pick up somebody who's a high, like a pilot that gets shot down mm -hmm. and they'll go in to grab him and get him out and extract. Okay, that's okay, cool. So there's a lot of and there's a lot of various other elements, sub elements. So you're kind of some of your primaries just for a quick gloss over. But the reason I break out special forces is this: one of the primary actions in the war of Afghanistan and going into um, Iraq, and especially early Iraq, was kill was it basically kill capture operations, in loosely put in called door kicking, meaning mm -hmm. that they're doing breaches of the of places, going in, doing high value target takedown and then removal, okay. okay? That's a very specific skill set, though it's very dynamic and it takes a lot of training, but it's a very specific skill set. Guys like in the Navy SEALs do this extremely well. It's not all they do, but they do this extremely well. So do all the others except this. Special Forces has a completely expanded mission set far beyond anybody else. Okay. And this is why I bring this up. When you're talking about ministering purely, I'm gonna make the comparison because it's very important. When you talk about ministering like a man to a body and all you're doing is getting the voice of a man to the body, mm -hmm. you're getting a very heavy emphasis on a male-focused energy. Okay? It's natural. And the hotter your pastor is in the, in the sense of the more intense that they are, you're going to build up a body in that that is highly focused on, and I'm using the analysis and comparison of kill capture. You're going to go after a war mode right. of going in. Now, that's awesome for certain elements in the fight. What special forces does is they have another balance, and I have firsthand experience with this. They have the ability to do all of that, but their primary core mission, which I find always so interesting, is to sit and engage. Literally, oh, that's good. To have conversations, okay. to engage, to listen, okay. and to build through you, not through me. I like it. Okay? That balance in a very loose sense, is feminine and male. Yeah, that's good. Okay, because there is the community of, of and, and they're doing a lot of things. I'm, oh, I'm This is a way oversimplification, so I want to be clear, but it's what makes them so unique. Okay. It's also what changes their profile. These guys that you will find that are working over in that kill capture mode mm -hmm. tend to be 
extremely intense, super A-type personalities, super hyper-focused. Special Forces, when you work with them, you find this really interesting balance within the team of guys that are just like that, mm -hmm. but also guys that have enormous patience, calm, level demeanor. Corey Terry's a great example. Yeah, he totally is. Okay. Super chill guy. So when you start to balance these things together, I bring this up because this ultimately becomes a model for ministry. Okay, if you don't, if you're going to go about ministry, and I saw somebody earlier, one of really good, one of our really good beat ads, I thought women weren't supposed to minister. That's not, that's a distorted piece in the scripture, the way it's taught. And I'm just going to say it like this, and I'm going to be very clear. We're talking about broadened ministry anyway to having to deal with community healing. Yeah. And if we are not looking at the balance of us working together, we are going to end up in a place where we end up with a tilted. I would no longer want a great example recently. So let me finish my story and then I'll come back to this okay. other one. I was working with a special forces team that had come from Iraq that was doing heavy emphasis on kill capture. Yeah. That sort of direct action. We were working within a village that was very nuanced and there was an enormous amount of problems. Mm -hmm. And I came in to work with them to do engagements. That's what I did in Afghanistan. Engagement, yeah. Sitting with people, talking to people, having conversations reveal truth right. in a simple sense. It was something that when they, and I had the testimony on film because I was doing a project for internal. And I remember when the team sergeant said to me, he said, stepping into this was the hardest thing we did because we were working over here on this high adrenaline space. Yeah. He said, as we stepped into this other side where we had said taking time to listen and to, to do this, we rediscovered our roots and we also discovered the fact that we were now doing something that was even more challenging than the direct action. So super important things to do. So anyway, that's just a, 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 a thought as we talk about the broad and expansive ministry and what that means to balance things out and to create a more, a more balanced area for everybody to learn from. I think that's critical. Michelle stepped out and we'll be back in here in just a second. So, all right. So really where, where we're kind of headed here is as we create this more we're trying to work together to heal. And and this healing is at the center of all of this. I don't believe personally that one can build an army. And this was what Leah was getting at last night. And she had some pretty hard and direct words about this. We have to stop self-inflicting wounds and we have to start moving forward in the body of Christ to raise up because you're not going to be effective if you have all these wounds with you. You've got to be healed. Absolutely. Right. And that's the thing. Where we are headed, and I know that this sounds so hyperbolic or so fantastical, but guys, I you all know what's coming. Like you can sense it in your gut. Like I feel it, and we are fighting a spiritual battle. Yeah. So if you were fighting a physical battle and you knew that the enemy was coming, would you not build a fortress, start practicing? with your, your weapons, acquiring weapons, acquiring ammo, would you not do that? Would you not be preparing with lots of food to feed people? So we get, we understand all of this in the physical, right? But when it comes to the spiritual, we're like, I have no idea where to start. I don't even know what I would do or what I should do. And so I'm just not going to prepare at all. Okay, that's ridiculous. And reading your Bible is great. And please, absolutely, it is essential. It is vital. It's like air. You need to do that. Yeah. However, you can't stop there. Right. That's not enough. 
Okay, it's, it's literally not enough to just read your Bible. You need to be in prayer. You need to be talking to the Lord. You need to be praying with other people. That is huge. That is going to be one of the biggest weapons. If you guys got baptized with the Holy Ghost this past week at Bards Fest or watching online, because I, I know a lot of you guys got filled watching online, you need to be practicing that prayer language. And the one thing that I tell people all the time is make sure that you're using that for a solid week. <laughs> Don't even pray in English because you need to practice. It's like, okay, I'm going down. I'm going to go, I'm going to the range and I'm just going to shoot right. because I'm going to practice. You must do that. It's really, really vital. Just cut out. And we're at a season and I'm going to just give you some tips that maybe you hadn't considered. They seem to go without saying in my mind, but maybe you hadn't thought about them. Stop listening to non-Christian music, play worship, Stop watching crummy stuff on TV. Stop wasting your time online doing stupid stuff that you, I'm not even talking about pornography. I'm just talking about stupid stuff, right? Just wasting your time. We need, and I, every single time that I, and I'm not saying that Lee and I have never watched movies. We do. We have, I love movies. They're great. Um, but what I'm saying is that every time we get to an intense place, like where we are at right now, I can't listen to anything but praise and worship. I can't watch anything. I can't even watch the basic, like my mom's got this channel that she loves, Azerbaijan. I don't know what it's, it's oh, the country life vlog. It's these people in, in literally in Azerbaijan, there's this couple and they, they literally live the life that we all dream of and they make everything from scratch. And that was the great video from Sunday night that we were telling you about. Oh yeah. I, so those people, I can't even watch that when I'm in the zone, right. like, right. Everything that's not a hundred percent focused on, on mission is, is set to the side. And so I want to encourage you guys to be um, doing things like praying together as a family. Ask the uncomfortable questions. Hey, honey, would you pray with me? Hey, honey, I, I would like to, I know that this may seem like a, a, a pause in your day, but could you just read some scripture with me, even if you just listen? And then and then build up, step out, do the, the tough things. And I want to reiterate what Leah was saying the other day about men. I think this was just last night. Ryan Howard from... Bards Fest with his wife, Angie, and their kids, their whole family got filled with the Holy Ghost. Leah was on the phone with him, did some inner healing, and now he is rising up to be the man of his family. Men, I want to speak to the men. And yes, I am going to speak to the men, and I will speak to you like Scott Kesterson, just a little softer. It is time for you to rise up in your family and you be the one. Stop waiting for your wife to initiate all of these things. You go to your wife and you say, hey, honey, Let's get in the word. Let's pray. If, if something comes up and, and, and she gets in a panic and a frazzle, you know, the worst words that you can say is calm down. You know, that's, you know what the best words that you can say is, honey, we're going to pray about this and we're mm -hmm. going to get the answer. Well and I will say this as a female. Okay. Again, getting the female perspective. I don't think that guys quite, you don't get us. You just don't, because if you did, you would act a lot differently. And I, I mean, I kid you not. I kid you not. As a female, whether whether this female is a strong Christian this or not, this is the great mystery. You are. I'm answer. about to unfold the greatest mystery that okay. men don't understand. All right, go ahead, go. Are you ready for this? Go. I'm ready. There is. You're going to give me a life lesson. So no, go. quite literally. Yeah. There is nothing outside of watching uh, your husband take care of the children properly that is more attractive or more of a turn on for a woman than when her husband walks her through the things of the Lord and leads the family spiritually. I mean that you, that why do you think the Cantrells have so many kids? 
because that man is leading their house. There's nothing more attractive than that. There's nothing that, and I, and I use that, that, that word on it, it applies to the surface, to the cherry on top, but I'm talking about the whipped cream and the fudge and the ice cream and the nitty gritty of attractiveness. Like I am connected is to your soul. No low fat, high fat. Good. Okay. See, this is, see, watch this, watch this, right? Low fat. Okay. For the podcast listeners, you can't see I slumped down on the low and I come up, you know, really erect on the fly so, on the high. So, so I'm, what I'm saying is if you want your wife to view you as the manliest of all men, I'm telling you what, it's not in the bedroom. It's not in how you dress. It's not in any of those things. Okay. The only other thing is if you build her a chicken coop, that is specifically going to make her go, Oh my gosh, I love you. Um, but, but seriously, like all the things that men think that, that is going to be attractive to them, attractive to their wives, forget it all, throw it all out. No, no woman ever looks at a man in a fancy sports car and goes, Oh wow, that's a turn on. No, they look at the guy that gets the ax out and starts chopping wood and filling up the bin for the wood burning stove going, wow, that's attractive. They look at the guy that says, hey, you know what? I want to pray for you. I want to bless you. I want to pray over your womb. We're going to, we're going, before we do this act, I'm getting all crazy today because I just can. Before we do this act, I'm going to pray over your womb and I'm going to pray that it is fruitful and healthy. Yes. There's nothing that is more attractive to a female than that. Okay. And so- I, I want to turn your your paradigm on its head here. The way that we view attractiveness and intimacy, like we've talked about, there is nothing that's more intimate. John and Stacy can testify to this, and maybe you should have them on their on your show at some point. They pray together every morning, and not just pray though. They get in the Word together, and they start doing what 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 we have been doing, you and Leah and I and Matt and my mom and, and everything at Bards Fest, they start getting words together and prophesying and an iron sharpening. and they go back and forth and they go back and forth. And I, and, the, and it's in those moments where two or more are gathered. When Jesus is there, you will feel a connectivity with your spouse. Like you've never imagined. And what happens is we feel like intimacy is dirty. So we keep Jesus out of it. And then your marriage ends up falling apart. It can. With that, yeah. Right. And so that's what I'm talking about to take your family to the next level. And I will take this uh, uh, another way that may help you feel like Michelle's not being dirty here. Your children will never look up to you as a father more than when you train them in the ways of the Lord. Oh, wow. That's good. So this is in the same vein. So it's not a perverted thing. It's this in this exact same vein. No one is going to look up to you more than, and if you're a full grown father, your full-grown children will never respect you more than when you lead them in the ways of the Lord. All I can say is, I don't know how your chat is. I know my chat's blown up with just like, <laughs> praise the Lord, praise Jesus. Yes, spot, yes, yes, Michelle. Spot, spot on, sister. That's good. So I, this is what I love. When you really, um, people reflect truth. Yeah. And when a word is spoken that people resonate with so well, it is. it may not... Uh, may not be what you normally hear, but you know you feel it in your heart and you right. feel it in your spirit and you're speaking out and it's awesome. This is such important principles here that we really have to get back to what it is in the family to mm -hmm. put the spirit first, right. the intimacy through the body of Christ right. and to raise that up and what it does as a, across the entire spectrum of the family. Yeah, And ultimately it is where this whole country gets reset. And that's what Paul the same. And Paul yeah. was super excited about our shows about 
family re- re- revolution. I know, I know. He because he's doing it, and he's literally going to be our mascot moving forward. <laughs> Him gonna, and his family. They put like the Kentrell. No, like for real. Like they could, their picture could be like our picture on every flyer. That's good. Yeah, we. Okay, they have to come to every event though. That's gonna be. I know that you said that Lee and I have to be at every event. Meh. The Cantrells have to be at every single event. We'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll argue it. We'll see how it goes. I don't I think this is pretty awesome today. What do you think? I think we did it. I think we did. And again, a great show. Patriots we is, have Leah to thank for this, by the way, because yeah, we weren't yeah. going to do a show. And Leah's like, aren't we going to do a Saturday show? She's not even here. She's up in the kitchen. Yeah. So it's good. It was nice throw together. Yeah, it's, it was. It was good. So this is um, this is winding down. We've got uh, a couple of shows tomorrow. I think like three tomorrow, mm-hmm. something like that. This is kind of, so we're kind of winding down the uh, the week we've had together here, kind of post Bards Fest aura, continue on forward with the power of the Holy Spirit week. Yeah, and getting a lot of stuff in. Um, I wanted there was somebody that emailed me this morning that really was moved by some of the show last night. Oh, good. It wants to do some prayers and healing, and so I'm encouraging you to do that. I am going to tell you that um, the ministry is uh, our both of our ministries are kind of lit up on fire. Mm-hmm. And it's important to kind of, it's important to realize where we're going. Um, there is, like all, there's reasons we have different churches. And it's so good it is. to so have different churches. It is important. And we have we have stepped into a role, which I don't think, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself, I don't want, but I think we can share this sentiment. I don't think we really saw, in, we've never sought to have that recognized as a quote unquote church. I see Bards Nation as a ministry, mm-hmm. but I also know that people come here because it is the place, it is their church in their heart. So let's get, let's get clear on what a church is. Okay. The ch- quite frankly, the church is the whole body of believers. So we're talking about, um, ecclesias is a word that I absolutely love. Oh, and absolutely. We could have Tom, Tom Marchesani on to talk about that. You should have him on your show, by the way. Well, from we need Plymouth. to prep it. We'll just do it tomorrow. And, and, um, talking about the ecclesia, you know, that's actually a military term. Mm-hmm. It's a military term. Uh, it's a government military term to have an ecclesia. It's a governing body of, of kind of authority. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we should be having ecclesias, the Bard's nation, resistance chicks nation. We are an ecclesia. There is an authority in the unity that we have and you can't deny it. And so it's not a matter of we're not a church. We are a church, whatever. It's a the the, we are an ecclesia. We are a, a specific group. Of, of a body of believers that have come together for a specific purpose. And what I would love to see and what we will see through county by county is home churches, which are, which are the ecclesia that will take over the world. I guess it will. It's pretty awesome. And, that's, and that, that is actually the definition of what we're trying to build here and what God's leading us. And we're trying God's leading us to build. So it's, it's, We'll have a nice closeout through tomorrow's shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be good. We have three scheduled for tomorrow. Yeah, and it's uh, three or four. <laughs> I don't know how many. I'm lost. Well, we've got our world news show, yeah. and we've got the big long prayer. That's yeah. That's morning. Big long prayer. Okay. And then I have. You a, know what we should do? It, at what time is that in the morning? Eastern time. It's uh, nine, nine Eastern. Okay, so that goes from nine to noon. Usually, yeah. We could split that, and we could do half in the morning and then half at our world news program slots. Yeah, what if we, we did that? that? Yeah, that's good. That's I mean, less on all of us. Yeah, it's, this that would be good. Um, the block that we tour, and we'll do that. Nikki, you just put that out there. Nikki's listening here. We're so it just sp- won't be as long in the morning, but then you'll come back at 1.30 and we'll put that in our, our world. We'll just continue it in prayer and ministry so, so let's do the in our 1.30 slot. 9 a.m. And then, no, and then 1. No, 1.30. It's 1.30. So 9 a.m. And 1.30. And 1.30. So the, the, tomorrow's prayer Sunday is going to be divided into two shows. I like it. 
9 a.m. And then we're going to do, instead of world news, we're going to do prayers. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do world prayers. World prayers. I, we just we just get a ton of prayer requests. Okay, that's fine. Then we'll just do them all. We'll get through them all. And we'll get through them all and yeah. kind of do that. And, and we'll pray for the world at the end. That sounds good. And <laughs> sounds. And then tomorrow night, um, peace be still, which just look for a time shift on that a little bit. We may not go. It may be earlier because I'm on East Coast. Right. And I'll let Nikki know. Just look for posts on Telegram and everything else. And look for just the time posts on Podbean is where it'll show First up. of all, if you have the Podbean app, it'll just pop up and you can just listen. Yeah, exactly. So, and if you're watching on Resistance Chicks Rumble, if you have the Rumble app, it'll pop up. And if, you have, if you're following us on Facebook, it'll pop up on Facebook. We will be multi-streaming the, all of these shows. Right. And all the shows for other folks, the, these same shows are going to be mirrored on Podbean Resistance Chicks as well. So we're kind of trying to build out this. Um, and then I, because I know I'm going to get questions. I've already had them. Is this going to continue? Here's the answer. Once we break from here, we have to get our time and schedules back. And I've got a super busy next two weeks as you guys do. Mm-hmm. We are, we will figure out a way, at least on a regular monthly basis. I like that. That's good. To do come together shows. Like and, and that'll be a steady flow to keep this kind of energy going. Mm-hmm. And then as things go through the year, there's just going to be an ability to come together. Physically. Physically, do some shows, and then break. Right. So this is kind of the setting them a stage and a condition going forward that'll allow for the two communities to start coming together. Resistance Nation, we really welcome you to our side anytime you want to join us in Podbean. That's where our primary hub for app is, just so you know. You just use the app, and then the chat, when you go live, the ch- the, the biggest draw to it, because I'll listen to you outside of the live chat, mm-hmm. and it's a great show, but there's something about being there in the live chat and the community there. I do want to encourage the Resistance Chicks viewers, when you're not watching Resistance Chicks, to join the Podbean live chat. Yeah, in between that time when they don't do shows, I've got... 18 you can exactly fill it with, yeah know? exactly so i think that's really important we do want to see this coming together because the, again for even where we started this today which is walking alone mm-hmm. this is our first step in hemming together a more cohesive mm-hmm. ability of community and i want to add one more thing the out of the shows that we do and i have no idea how our friday and sunday shows are about to shift because they are lee and i've been talking about it um more towards god news and uh and stuff like that. But where we do have our most community, and I would love to have Bards Nation come and join us on this, is our Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays and the Kingdom Roundtable Mondays. Like those two days that we do those shows, um, the community there is just absolutely phenomenal. And you have permission to exit at the nine o'clock time to come and watch your show. But but seriously, like a teeing up, like from eight to nine, mm-hmm. you can join Resistance Chicks. On, on Mondays and Wednesdays, and then they can they can head over to Podbean. I would really encourage this a lot because I think there's a lot of... The, Michelle and Leah bring so much to the depth of Scripture mm-hmm. and from an optic that you're not going to get on Bars Nation. And I would argue that if you... for And this is arguing the same for Resistance, for Resistance Nation. Come over our side because there's a lot... Yes. There, there's a balance here that you're going to get that's going to be able to really expand. And the whole thing here is this. And it goes back to a couple of the shows we did this week, which were very hard-positioned shows by design. I want to be mm-hmm. very clear about this. We talked about it before we went in, mm-hmm. and not everybody agreed. And it's like, cool, I don't care about that. Not everybody, like, we talked about it. We all agreed. That's why we did it. Right. So we, but not we, everybody on the outside agreed. Right, so we were all in agreement, but on the outside, not everybody was in agreement. But what we were, the reason for this is twofold. One is you can hear very clearly where we stand, but secondly, it when you do this and you're challenging, you're you're looking at something and saying, "Well, I don't agree." That's wonderful. 
Yeah, let's talk about it. Because this is the discussion to enhance the power of the greater community. Mm -hmm. I want to kind of close with these thoughts, and then we're going to go into prayer unless you have anything else. Mm -hmm. But um, this is something that I've said before, and I want to emphasize this. We have a, a high, we have a fear, and it is a fear within Christian faith to ever put a question to God. Oh, that's good. And I disagree with this immensely. We have a father. And I will tell you my own relationship here is a brief testimony to the end. If God puts something on my heart and I don't agree, I will push back and I will say, why? Or I don't agree. Now, sometimes God will just be like, go ahead and give it a try and see how that feels. But any times when we push back on things, we will gain deeper knowledge because it is for us to ask and to seek. Right. We are, even when you're reading scripture and you're in, and you're in conflict, put it to God and ask. Don't be hesitant to ask Father for deeper understanding. And it's important this. I will tell you a true testimony of this and how powerful it is. In Bartsfest 1, about four weeks out from Bartsfest, enormously expensive event, which I would not ever do that way again, but we were deplatformed from all of our funding about four weeks out. Mm -hmm. And that was thanks to a hit article that was done on me that got everything deplatformed. When I prayed on this, and we started to make the turn, which was very fast, about 48 hours. God said, make it free. Yeah. And I literally said this, you have got to be out of your mind. <laughs> I mean, I literally was like, are you kidding me, Lord? Right. And that Bards Fest was even more expensive than this one. Oh, by tenfold. Isn't that insane? And it was insane. But that God provided everything. Yeah. The point of this is that my reaction, God knew I was going to react that way. Mm-hmm. He, he walked me through something that changed my life, which was trust in me, trust in me and take the leap. Now I had the choice. I could have said no, yeah. but I stepped in. Mm-hmm. And part of that is knowing that, and I pushed back to get clarity and God gave me enough, which is basically, I need you to do this yeah, because you don't charge for what I'm about to deliver. Come on. Okay. So I'm not telling you to be hostile. Um, the other closing testimony I had on this, that I had an extremely bad time in my life back in rough time in my life back in 2017, 2018. And I was having a really rough period. And I remember just walking out on, I was living down on a farm in, in Georgia. And I remember just walking around the farm and I'm straight up. I was cussing like a sailor and I turned to the Lord and I said, listen, God, I am imperfect. I am broken but I need to be able to speak the truth of my heart to you, even when it is this raw. Mm-hmm. And I said, so if I'm to be judged, then judge me. If I'm to be condemned, condemn me. If I'm to be rebuked, rebuke me, but I don't have any other way than to get to know you. Yeah. God never, ever stopped me. He set the, he just healed me as I walked. And I've, I've been, Lee and I have been privileged enough to watch this walk. And I know that most of you guys already know this. And I, and again, to reiterate, and I think that this week is a really good foundation, but as I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, and I've, and I've heard some of the critiques. And by the way, I want to let you guys know that, that I would say 99.999% of the people that are tuning in this week are extremely enthusiastic and you hate to take time to acknowledge the negative. However, this isn't, I, I just want to speak my heart to you really quickly. Lee and I have been in ministry our whole lives. We've been doing resistance chicks full throttle since January of 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. For, for almost seven years, we're going on seven years here. Um, you used to watch our show. Mm-hmm. 
our show used to be, it's actually, it's really great now. It's, it's, it's a really big show. And I'm, I'm very thankful to the Lord that we have the opportunity to minister to so many people through our show. But when we were on YouTube, we had a huge show. I mean, it was a really, really big show. We had a, a really, really huge following. We are not coming at Scott. And this is very important for me to, for, for you guys to understand this. We're not trying to join with Scott to ride something that's happening because God's already doing things in our ministry on our own. And we don't partner with people right. because it's dangerous mm-hmm. and it, and it usually ends in a, a hump of flames. So we are of, we have an aversion to, we are not latcher honors. People try to latch onto us and we're constantly ripping them off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's not who Leah and I are. And I think that that's really important. And so when we talk about our relationship with you, Scott, since Bards Fest one, we have had the oper- had the privilege of witnessing you walk that path of God consistently refining you. And it's, it's quite frankly, it's humbling to see, I mean, to see where he has taken you just literally in two years based on you saying to him, I will give you my all do with me what you will allow me to get to know you and be patient with me. And he has been so patient with you and you listen to this. This is a really good word. You have been patient with God. Thank you. Right. And where he's taken you. And now here you are, this minister of this giant flock of which I have zero desire to steal. I want Bard's Nation to be Bard's Nation. And I want Resistance Chicks Nation to be Resistance Chicks Nation. And I love that we can join together and we can cross over. And I think that there's something really beautiful there. It is. There's a, there's a really great place. Um it's a great place. And, and it is, there's no, there's no fixed time. This is a progressive, this is why I say life is a narrative. Yeah. And as we walk our story, um, this walk could have been done in private, but God had me bring this and continues to have me bring this walk into the public. And so, like I said last night, and I'm very honest, this last week, there was a lot of very deep reveals that isn't stuff that you bring into the world typically. Mm-hmm. And we have, it's because God directed. We all did. We did. I said we have. Yeah. So no, I'm just reiterating. Yeah. So this is a place where everybody grows, and it's. But you have to set your set your ego aside. I'm just very blunt. It isn't yeah. about if one person gets identified, it's a reflection of the body. It's not because you're being excluded. Yeah. And this is a point right now where, and it's there isn't a fixed timeline, but there is an acceleration. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you this because I made this comment last night, and I'm very clear about it. If you have watched my growth and you see where God has taken me and at the rate at which we are moving, if that does not give you a heads up to where we are going, then you've missed something. Yeah, that's really good. Because the growth and to the same really with you, because Mm -hmm. both you and Leah in this last, my opinion, as I've known you, you have taken your ministry now to a new level based on a tremendous amount of release that was able to happen over the last two weeks. 100%. So God just shifted up the game. And so that means everybody wins Mm -hmm. on this and it's everybody in the collective. Yeah. Right. So this is, um, this is where we now have to step into and, and start taking that mantle he's put before us and to run with it because it's a very important time for this. And in so doing understand that like all things, if you've ever seen a, a acceleration curve, Mm -hmm. Um, for things that go viral, this is essentially what's happened because you you hit a point and we're in that turn now 
where the growth and expansion in which God works within you, I'm not talking about numbers online, I could care, about, care less, you will hit exponential. And when it hits exponential, your growth curve literally goes from a slow rise to almost a vertical rise. Yeah. And so get on that train. That's what I'm going to tell you. And you get on that train by humbling yourself before the throne, submitting mm-hmm. yourself to where he wants you to go. Be patient with God. He'll be patient with you. And and then walk with him because these things, and this is why ultimately, if you're going to water down the ministries, we're, and this includes glad tidings, and it all sums up into three phrases. Set yourself free. Keep yourself free. And help others to be set free. And when you cap- encapsulate what we're doing, all of that is into the rise of the body of Christ to get stronger within us. So it's good. No, it's really good. I want to end in a song since Scott's given me the liberty because this is on my heart. Um, <clears throat> do you guys know People Get Ready? It's one of my favorite songs. It's a it's a Rod Stewart song, um, but it's actually a very, very Christian song. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. People get ready. There's a train a coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the diesel humming. Don't need no ticket. You just thank the Lord. People get ready for the train to Jordan. Picking up passengers from coast to coast. Faith is the key. Open the doors and board them. There's room for all among the loved the most. And there ain't no room for the hopeless sinner who would hurt all mankind just to save his own. Have pity on those whose chances are thinner. Cause there's no hiding place from the kingdom's throne. So people get ready for the trains are coming. You don't need no baggage, you just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the diesel humming. You don't need no ticket, you just thank the Lord. You don't need no ticket, you just thank the Lord. Lord. <laughs> Got a great voice. You and Leah are awesome. Pacers, we're going to pray it out. And I hope you have a blessed Saturday. Let's go. Dear Father, I thank, I thank you so much for what you have done uh, over the past two weeks. My mind is blown on. I can't keep it in, and I'm not going to keep it in. We're not going to shut up. We're going to go boldly, as Scott is always telling us, with our heads up and our eyes forward, and we will proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. We will proclaim glad tidings of good joy and great hope that the kingdom of God is here, and it is ever expanding, and the devil is running, and he is hiding, and we are pulling down principalities and rulers in high places, and we are staking our claim, and we are putting our flag in the in the ground and we are saying this place is hallowed ground this belongs to the body of christ and i lift up everybody out there right now that is feeling lonely that wants that connection that wants that community that wants just a friend to talk about the things of the lord and i just pray that you utilize bards nation and resistance chicks nation to come together and give these people what their hearts have been seeking i pray that you heal families i pray that you lead men in these reverse vasectomies that you lead women in getting their tubes untied that you show them how to repent that literally healed and whole uh, families will 
save the world. So I thank you that as we move forward in this, you are going to direct our paths and no one is going to feel afraid or alone, but you will make communities down to the tiniest little family and then you will connect families with other families. And so whatever this looks like moving forward, Father God, we humbly stand before you and we say, we are ready. We know that we don't need baggage. There's no ticket to get aboard this train to Jordan, which is just the promised land. And what is the promised land? What is the new Jerusalem? It is the kingdom of heaven invading earth. And I thank you, Father God, that it is our job and our privilege to do that and to expand the kingdom of heaven right here on this amazing planet that you've given us. Amen. Father God, you begin this year with our Christmas special mm. that was called Answering it was titled Answering the Call. It was a word given, and the word has now been lived through this entire year. And may these words continue to inspire the hearts of the many now that are awakening and stepping deeper into the body of Christ. This is a time now for two major focuses in our life, and we pray for this blessing on each and every heart. Answer the call and go all in. And with this, Father, at this moment in time, there are so many pieces that we have to step back and reflect upon in a world that has been deeply corrupted. Mm. But at the center of all things, let us seek the depth of Scripture and the revitalization of our families. And in so doing, the strength of the kingdom becomes rooted deep within the ground on the foundation of truth and the depth of love and forgiveness that is needed to move forward. In these last few weeks, you've blessed us with an amazing assembly and a time to experience truly the touch and power of the Holy Spirit in the community in a way that we've never before seen. Amen. What has happened in the last two weeks has been a touch of our hearts and our soul and our spirit that has transformed us forever. <coughs> and so with this, we ask that this continued seed that was put within us grow and grow a mighty forest in each and every one of us. May the families prosper. May this encouragement step forward. May the egos fall. May the pride be stripped away and may the humbleness before the throne become this part that we seek most deeply to honor you, serve you, and become a greater part of the expanding kingdom. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I want to add to that prayer real quick. God, I just pray that anybody that's sitting on the outside looking in on this, that you give them the humbleness and the boldness to just step inside because the water is great. You do not need to be on the outside of what's going on here you can be a part of this. This is not an exclusive club. This is the God club. And anybody can get on this train. Yeah. You just have to actually, it's just literally this song, I felt led to just get on board. Yeah, that's But good. you have to get on board. You have to actually do it. It requires you to step. God's not gonna yank you on board his train. No, he's not. You have, that's, that's such an important principle to close with. You have to make the choice. Yeah. And you have to step and you have to step deep into faith. So we close with this one little bit because it's important because it's a reminder I've already told, but I want to tell it again. When I left Madeline Farms, I was given a word to say, leave after darkness, leave under the cover of darkness. And I assumed that this was about like racing away from demons or something. <laughs> it had nothing to do with that. Yeah. What happened is I went to leave is I couldn't get my GPS to work. And I'm a good driver, I'm a good navigator, but in the middle of the night when I haven't been off the farm for a week, there is a little bit of disorientation. I know generally where I'm going, but then the country roads, they can wind around. Yeah. So as I drove down that road, lights on in the Jeep, I had plenty of visibility before me, but I couldn't see the destination. Wow. That, you know what that is? That's God's GPS, the God protects Scott. Yes, it was exactly <laughs> right. And remember as well that, I mean, as you've all know, and for Resistance Nation, you may not know, 
as I answered the other day, it's a true statement, and this is a conversation I have with God. I drive God's Jeep. I don't drive my own. Right. Okay. So as I drove to the end of the road at Madeline Farms and I got to the road itself and I, I knew only, I remembered to turn right and it was difficult to navigate the roads. I looked at the tank and it said three quarters of a tank and I said, I can drive 190 miles roughly. So let's go. Mm-hmm. And so I, did, I totally had put to the Lord, I don't know where I'm going. Where do you want me to go? And I had two locations in mind. When I got finally, after 20 minutes of driving and arrived at the main road and the GPS suddenly started to work. God pointing me to Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, it's really close. Louisville. Louisville. Okay. And I went there. Mm-hmm. And I spent that next hour talking to my parents. Good signal. We got caught up from a week. And as I said, put good night to them. As I pulled in, I'm about a mile and a half from the hotel. God directed me to pull in in front of what was it was a grocery store, but it's irrelevant. As I parked there because I was going to get some stuff, but he said, "Call Michelle." That's why I'm here. And I say that because I honestly had no intention of being here, especially like we worked this week. We talked about the yeah. possibility, but there was nothing firmed. Right. So all of this I tell you is why I say this is important. Trust in him. Mm-hmm. Turn off your GPS. Let God's GPS engage you. Mm-hmm. And with that, he'll give you the lights to see before you. Yeah. But you don't necessarily know where you will arrive. That's really good. And when you get there, you'll know you're in the right place. That's exactly how we operate. And I think that that's why you and Leah and I have connected so well yes. is just allowing God to be our GPS. And people don't like that because they love to plan. <laughs> it, it's, incredibly, it's incredibly frustrating for people to work with Leah and Scott and I because we don't plan. And you plan even less than we do, which is interesting because we're like the least planning people that we know. Oh, I, I the entire thing. I remember my, and before I left. My mom was concerned, just asking for my concern. He's like, right. are you going to be okay with the Costa Bars Fest? I said, oh. yeah. And she says, well, how do you know? I said, because God's got it. Yeah, that's good. See, Patriots, love you. Hope you have a wonderful Saturday. We're going to have a bunch of shows tomorrow, so tune in. You won't miss us, and you'll never miss us because we're <laughs> always there. Like, there's always stuff going on. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, we will see you tomorrow starting at 9 a.m. Eastern. And then, like, it's going to be special event Sunday. Until then or until the next time. And out for now. (laughs) I can't top that. Bless you all. See you again tomorrow. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view 
our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 